Where have you been, brother? Rai, take these off. Is it true? Is what true? That you have a piece of Black London. What, what are you talking about? Is it true? Rai, who told you that? What have you brought upon our city, Cal? What have you brought upon it? Rai, I don't... I warned you this would happen. I told you that if you carried on with your deals, you would be caught, and even I could not protect you then. Do, do the king and queen know? Not yet. They don't need to. I'm doing what I have to do. I'm taking it back, Rai. All the way back to the fallen city. I can't let you do that. Why not? It's the only place the talisman belongs. Where is it now? Safe. Kel, I can't help you if you won't let me. I'm taking care of it, Rai. I promise you, I am. Promises are not enough. Not anymore. Tell me where the stone is. I never told you it was a stone. Oh, Cal. Hello, flower boy. Astrid, have you compelled everyone in this palace? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm working on it. What have you done with my brother? I've only borrowed him. Antari blood allows the spell to exist in both worlds. You'll pay for this. I will. He will what? Hurt me? And risk hurting your dear prince? I doubt it. Where is the stone, Cal? What are you even doing here? Isn't it obvious? I'm branching out. Tell me where you've hidden the stone. Tell me why you're wearing my brother's body. You know so little of war. Battles may be fought from the outside in, but wars? Wars are won from the inside out. Kingdoms and crowns are taken from within. The strongest fortress can withstand any attack from beyond its walls. And yet, even in it is not fortified against an attack from behind them. Had I marched upon your palace from the steps, would I have made it this far? But now... Now no one will ever see me coming. Not the king, nor the queen, nor the people. I am the beloved prince, and will be so until the moment I choose not to be. I know. I know what and who you are. What will you do, Astrid? Kill me? <laughs> no. But I'm sure you'll wish I had. Now where is my stone? I don't know where it is. <laughs> you know, a little piece of me was hoping you'd say that. <clears throat> this is going to be fun. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Don't just that we! I think a battle accident. Got it right to the back of her heart. Hello, 
all you fans of cross-dressing fiends, sadistic kings, and black symbiotic ooze, all wrapped in angst, angst, angst. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, episode 18, A Darker Shade of Magic, part two. I'm your host, Bob. I love Pirates of the Caribbean 6, A Darker Shore of Madness. And I thought Kieran Knightley was great as Lila Bard. Rye could be played by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. That would be cool, in a dumb way. Fuzzy Handcuff Soul Sealer the Seventh. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, he's a black-eyed prince who bound his life to mine with his black stones so that we could podcast about thigh-high boots and fancy masquerade balls. But he's fangirl squealed over this book so much, his voice is as brittle and irritating as this book's climax. It's Luke. Um, hi. Um, my god. That was something else. Um... Yeah, I'm largely here in spirit this time around. Uh, something's happened to me, and I, maybe it's the uh, upcoming <clears throat> portrayal of Raceland. <laughs> I don't know. Just getting ready for it. Uh, but to my left, it's Klob. Hey, kids, your old Uncle Klob here. It's July, a time here in the U.S. where many of us don some form of Captain America cosplay and take to the streets <laughs> to hopefully remind others of what ideals Cap and his ilk actually do stand for. <laughs> I personally plan not to wear any necklaces or catch any coins given to me in parades by tall, crabby acquaintances unless... Wait. What was I saying? Nah, I don't remember. When did I start wearing this pendant? <laughs> anyway, across the table from me, he enjoys a nice music box as much as the next guy. He once got sick on the hobby horse outside the pick and pay. He's the Miles Mayhem to my Matt Tracker. Look it up. He's the Kel to my rye, if you've been paying attention. Neil, how are you on this hot and humid summer day? Well, so far so good, and I am prepared to dive back into another color-themed book. Because apparently that's what I do on these podcasts. <laughs> color-themed books? Oh, did you do oh, more yeah. statistics? No, just think about it. I had Red Rising Trilogy, mm -hmm. all color-classed. Here, going through different color-themed worlds. Yeah. You guys just like me for colors, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, no, we'll, we'll bring you back for our Emoji Movie review. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Do Swallow I have to back watch down. it, or can I watch Cinema Sins instead? <laughs> you can do that. Hey, let's get it out of the way right off the bat. Uh, Luke wasn't kidding. Uh, Luke's voice is kind of non-existent. Uh, it, it, right fades, it fades in and out, but it's never there when I need it. <laughs> he, he's not intentionally doing a Christian Bale Batman impression. <laughs> you no. Know, Where's the Joker? <laughs> yeah. He, was, he, he pretty much told us all, I don't, I don't think that I can podcast. I, I just don't think. And we, we pretty much beat him to it, uh, <laughs> into doing it. So, uh, yeah, his voice, uh, not... Not really here, but we don't care. We're <laughs> going well. It's cool. his house, so we have to be here. Yeah. He has no options. So. <laughs> we can't call him sick for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Yet he is soldiering forth. Yes, yes. This is how much dedication he has to Dungeons and Dweebs, which sure. is awesome. Sure, I'll sit in a room with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in a room who just got upgraded, there's a little air conditioning unit going in here. Yeah, finally. Woohoo! So we don't have to complain as much about the heat, but we have to turn it off mm. to record. So. Oh, well. Once again, yes, that would very much douse the production values if you had that constant. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd sound the like the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. I think Ooh, it'd be cool. There we go. <laughs> I think it would sound like we had an air conditioner next to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us gets to be Wesley Crusher? Not it. Yeah. No, oh, that is so you, Neil. <laughs> I don't know. Will Wheaton, I don't have his bad luck with dice rolling, though. Fair enough. Right. Well, what a guy who's redeemed himself, old Will. Yeah, and, to be, and to be fair, I call Riker. 
Oh, you jerk. <laughs> well, you should have a chair like it, so... Well, I'm about... I'm getting about as bald as Picard. <laughs> but I'm certainly not as wise. Oh, man. Hey, anyway... With that, vo- with that voice, Luke, you could be Worf. <laughs> that is true, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, moving right along. Right. Well, you know what? Hey, um, Luke, I got something I think that would be perfect for your voice. Uh, I just had to make it over at the bar. It so better, It better be Tussin. <laughs> it is, it's it's tussing with something. It's a, it's a hot toddy. Oh, <laughs> All right, so I got this round, okay. and I've got the next since I'm way down. Thank you. All right, keep going. <laughs> hey, bring it on. I was in a relationship with a woman with the blue dragon. She brought me up to her room. Boy, did she have good. Where's my corn purse? Why don't you fellas follow me to my couch? I'll show you all my glory is good. What'll it be, boys? Tavern talk. Well, we're back. I think the fireball is burnt through uh, Luke's larynx. It, did, so it didn't help. It didn't help at all. All right. I mean, you just haven't had enough yet. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it hasn't been too long, but Luke, what's new in your world? Um, maybe we'll catch up next time. Um, I saw Incredibles 2, and uh, I've been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild. Nice. But we can go into more detail about that on the next episode. <laughs> this, Bob, this fair is gonna, enough. Fair <laughs> this is going to be the shortest tavern talk ever. Um, <laughs> right. Some listeners will. Luke doesn't it. bring up Marvel, so yes, this will be ten minutes. I've been doing a couple. I've been doing a couple different things. Um, obviously, going through, and I've jumped into the twins series that we're going to be doing for Dragonlance next. Yes. Um, which, interestingly enough, as I sent out a picture to you guys here when I was first looking up the book on Amazon, there's a book of the same name that's written by the Jenner girls. That is some kind of <laughs> weird, really like, funny. adolescent fantasy. <laughs> so that is not the book. Yeah, we, are not read- we are not reading The Test of Twins by, by the Jenners. <laughs> Maybe we should. We could have that as a weird sister podcast. We'll put Paul on that one. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Yes. <laughs> Actually, to harken it way back, I'd love to hear Ted critique that one. Yeah, you remember Ted, folks. Maybe we'll set him up as a single critique just hey, to be a hey, bonus we fu- episode. Really hey, we found this job. great book that we're going to do for the podcast next, and I need you to read it. <laughs> it's called Test of Twins. Twins. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I've been into that. Um, I know I'm a little behind on some of these things. I just watched the new Tomb Raider movie. Right. Yeah. Um, based on, you know, ba- based on the latest video games. Yeah. Um, I thought it was decent. Okay. It was good. I wanted more Tomb Raider. Okay. And less Find Daddy plot. Oh. I wanted. Right. I wanted. I wanted more puzzle solving. I wanted more of you know just that that Tomb Raider right. ideal. Yeah. The going through there, but it w- it was decent. Right. However, and I didn't notice this when I was playing the game, but it is very much Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when it gets to the end because there's the three tests and one is a crevice and one is a you have to step in the correct places in a Are room. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tomb Raider already is an Indiana Jones kind of knockoff, and then to rip off the movie oh yeah and then you have to then you have to choose the correct thing to open the casket yeah so that i I thought that was pretty weird i watched pacific rim uprising last night i've got that i've got that ready to watch in just the next few days oh it is just farcical really is it good no (laughs) with the word like farcical to describe well but i see have to question see i like pacific rim in a a, you know it's a it's a fun time i I like the first one i like the game yeah um Okay, I didn't even know there was a game. Not the game. Sorry. (laughs) Oh. Like the comic book? Like the The novelization. 
Is there a novelization? I don't think there probably could, is. Could we do it? Uh, if we say enough of these things, Club, we'll help you figure it, out what it is. Isn't it like a? Isn't it like a uh, like anime? I don't. I don't know. So. What are you picturing in your head right oh, now? I'm like picturing like Voltron, I guess. Maybe it's Voltron. Um, like Gundam, they, those Gundam do Gundam, 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 Gundam Wing. Yes, oh, Gundam, Gundam Wing is what I'm thinking. All those do kind of merge together. Gasaraki. Yeah. Um, it's the first one. This one has a lot less serious tone than the mm. first one did. Oh, okay. The they kind of know what they are, and they're they, just going for it. I d yeah, but and the the whole when you get to the big reveal. Yeah. It is just asinine. Okay. I can't wait to <laughs> it watch is, it. We're going to throw this in as a twist, and then you're like, what the heck? <laughs> um, the dude from It's Sunny, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is decent. Okay. Um, it is kind of weird to watch uh, John Bogeman Boyega? Boyega speak in his natural Boyega. English voice. Oh, I bet, huh? Um, but no, it, it's, it's, a fu it's a fun little thing for two bucks off of... Uh, yeah, off off the red box, but I wouldn't like go into it looking for you know some right. big cinema or even a big like universe right. idea. Mm -hmm. What I liked is when the first one came mm -hmm. out, I really liked Pacific Rim because it, you had giant mechs fighting, but at the same time you had the Transformers movies that were hitting hot and heavy. And what I hated about those movies is that you couldn't see the fight; it was just mechanical stuff moving in front of the screen. Oh yeah, and it, what I thought Pacific mm -hmm. Rim did right is it would pull back and show you the fight from a far ways. You know, at least occasionally, so an old guy like me can like focus <laughs> on what's happening. Going, go, going back, going back to watching the old Power Rangers fights in the yes! uh, in the Model City. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> I'm a kind of a sucker for it uh, in, in uh, a lot of ways. There are good things about it. It, it. it is it is okay. It's a it's a fun little time. It's just again, it's one of those where I I, I think it's done. I think oh, okay. you think I, two is it? Right? I, I, well, yeah, I think it quite literally jumped the proverbial shark. <laughs> wow, the uh, shark or the muto? So 2000, 2018 is the year of like killing franchises. Evidently, <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. Um, I've been getting into some debates with people online about Solo and about a couple other things that have been going on. Um, other than that, it's 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 summertime, and yeah. so I have been just trying to do summer things and keep my butt outside. Neil. Sorry, we had some problems moving the chairs here. <laughs> I was trying to figure out who it was. Yeah, uh, Nerd Month, the biggest one, and Bob, I almost called him by a different name here for a second. He also shares this one, except he did it in probably a better manner. What's watching that? Jurassic World. Yeah, we went and saw Jurassic World. Not together. No, but it but close. I I, I I finally got to take my daughter, which was cool. And one of the things I sent out to all the guys on a text was, God, there's a lot of kids in here right now. <laughs> And that was a problem I had with the movie. Oh, really? When I thought back after watching it, going to the first Jurassic Park, asking each of you individually now, how many times did you laugh during that movie? Dur during Jurassic? The very first Jurassic oh, Park. How oh, many times did not, you laugh? That scared the crap out of me. Ah, uh, yeah, I was. I, I think I did a few times. I think, you know, the Gallimimus hurting this way, I laughed. There's a few things. Maybe a couple, but, uh, right? The uh, yeah. very first time you watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, Here, the, the, the poop joke at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, not much. Right. Whereas this time, the kids were laughing at all sorts of stuff. Like it was playing for a more comedy element to everything. Okay. And I'm sitting looking at the scenes going, God, when you think about it, this is actually terrifying. Yeah, there's a lot this of things. This person just got, and it's not a spoiler to say, it's Jurassic Park. Someone got killed. Yeah. Yeah. This person just got killed and you laughed? What is wrong? Right. Am I that old now? Right. Well, you're, you're getting there, young <laughs> Apparently, man. but. Well, some of it probably is that nervous laughter that kids do when they're. they're no, with there their was friends full on laughing. Really? Old. There was no nervousness. Hey, hey, he it. got split in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. And 
the love affair of kids with blue. With blue. The oh, the, the Velociraptor, yeah. Your kids are from me. It's blue! Yeah. I don't think I'd ever say that about any of the dinosaurs. <laughs> you're, my, yeah. you're, you're my boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, did, was okay with it. I mean, mm-hmm. it fits in. Right, It'll yeah. be interesting to see where they go. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the movie uh, quite yeah, a bit. I, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I don't have high expectations with a, you know, a Jurassic Park or World movie. I... I don't really care about storyline continuity. I mean, I was a huge fan of the book, loved the first movie. Um, but, I, you know, I'm not married to the franchise, so I, you know, hey, if you want to some way contrive to get dinosaurs to mainland America so we can now have a bunch of movies about dinosaurs in suburbia, yeah, whatever. Oh, I, you know, I don't care. And thinking about Blue, Blue takes Manhattan. Yeah, ex- <laughs> no, LA. But, <laughs> but watching, thinking about it afterwards, Looking at first Jurassic Park and um, Jurassic World. Yeah. Okay, there's a park. Things go wrong at the park. Second yeah. one, they go to the island. They bring dinosaurs off. Dinosaurs get out. Lost World, they right. go to the island. They bring dinosaurs back. Dinosaurs get out. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's I, so many callbacks. I was, I was actually uh, with my wife talking to her, and I'm like, actually, they were looking, I think, because none of the uh, newer movies have been, I think, as resoundingly successful as the first one. I think if you were to watch the first Jurassic Park and then watch this new one, they are mirroring mm-hmm. that movie incredibly close, right down to the archetypes of characters, oh, yeah. the timing of when things happen. It, it's almost un- uncanny if you watch them back to back. So are you telling me, Neil, that you're waiting for Jurassic World 3 and there's going to be a kidnap or there's going to be a child. I'm waiting for a child who is kid who's Ch- by himself somewhere who's somewhere. Yeah, who's with his step and Alan Grant dies on an island. Yeah. Save him. And yeah. I don't I don't like I had no critical eye for this movie because Sam O'Neill. Sam O'Neill back. I want him. I'm sorry. I had no critical eye for this movie because um like there was contrived things happening and I didn't care. Like, you just love dinosaurs. Yeah, I just love dinosaurs. <laughs> I that that part that's critical in all the for, critical eye for the nerd guy. <laughs> that that part in the trailers where the big claws coming after the girl in her bed, um, she, they they set her up as being kind of like a think it, think for herself kind of girl who is you know running around the mansion kind of saving her own butt, and then for no reason she just climbs back in bed and acts scared just so they can have that scene like like the dinosaur goes up on the roof and kind of like like a werewolf howls to the moon and then crawl like like it's it's like this weird house, yes. it's this weird like nightmare that happens in the middle of the movie but i didn't care like like i could pick it apart for how things didn't really work but it was just a fun summer blockbuster of scary images <laughs> you know but we got to the end actually that if we're segueing or do you have other nerds no that's fine i was trying to intentionally say that yeah segue so, towards i mean that's what i was going to bring up is what i did uh, as well and then we had put a thing out on facebook at the this may be a slightly spoilery, right? But I, um, but since we already put it out on Facebook, uh, who cares? We spoiled Warning. you. Uh, yeah, right the, now, turn it, skip. Yeah, fast forward if you need to. I don't know how many people really care about Jurassic World two spoilers. I mean, dinosaurs no. eat people and then get out. I mean, whatever. But uh, and we're gonna put them on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> which has already happened like twice. But who cares? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, at the end of the movie, all of the dinosaurs have been brought uh, to, uh, where is it, Oregon or something like that? I thought like California, Oregon, Washington, Cal- somewhere along somewhere, the Pacific Northwest. Somewhere in the Pacific yeah. Northwest, some giant mansion. Or it could have been California, yeah. the northern part. And, okay, so... Uh, Jurassic World 3, <laughs> hipsters unite. <laughs> but uh, that Bryce Dallas Howard's character uh, at the very end, she's like, you know, loves dinosaurs, and all the dinosaurs are going to get killed 
uh, you know, in the mansion because there's this toxic gas, you know, and there's this big red button that if she hits it will open the doors and they'll all escape into the countryside. And I, I guess we're supposed to take it, they'll all breed and dinosaurs will be unleashed on mankind. And she has to make the decision whether she hits it or not. Spoiler alert, so don't listen from here on. She doesn't hit it, okay? She doesn't hit it. She makes the decision not to. Um, and then the little girl hits it instead. Mm -hmm. And dinosaurs everywhere. And dinosaurs everywhere, which sets up for probably what the next movies will be, which is dinosaurs are running rampant, uh, you know, these in, in America. But we posted mm -hmm. the Facebook then. So what, what would you do? Would you hit the button or wouldn't you? And boy, have we gotten a bunch of responses. Um, you really, you really opened the can of worms on this one. Yeah, and just in case, if you're going to our Facebook page and don't always see the stuff that we reference, uh, when I pu publish them, then I share it out to about ten to twenty different Facebook groups. So a lot of it we pull from the other things, and you can't see them on our Facebook page. But man, uh, um, on our Facebook page, yeah. we got a couple great responses. Uh, Eric here, no, would mess up a lot of food chains. Valid point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, John, John likes his guns. <laughs> they die in a hail of bullets like any other big monster. Take out the eyes first. Half inch lead slug can do a lot of damage. Okay, <laughs> John, we know where you stand. Uh, shout out to friend of the show, Shannon, which leave it to the science person who works in the science field to bring up. Exactly how we get invasive species. <laughs> this is this is invasive species. Do you want invasive species? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we live in northern Minnesota. Fishing is a big thing, and uh, it, it is we are constantly badgered with that you need to clean your boat. Clean your boat. Clean everything. Zebra mussels. Clean, and... the, clean the live wells. Well, they didn't clean their boats well enough, and now right. we've got an invasive species. <laughs> It'd be interesting to go to, like, you know, it, once, you know, the raptors finally get to Wyoming and just have, like, you know, the brown bear fighting, like, eight raptors. Right, right. <laughs> Which okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my own two cents into it. I, you, there's a lot of people who have responded with uh, kind of like they almost take it too seriously about whether or not guns, uh, like you know, could humans take down these dinosaurs? I, I guess I'm of the camp that this is a conceit of the movie. Uh, you're not going to have a small population of things as big as T-Rex uh, that get into uh, America without them being killed. Like, this idea that comes from the movie that you can have a line of military guys all shooting it with machine guns and the T-Rex will not fall. T-Rex are big and powerful. They are not that big and powerful. Like, it's a conceit of the movie that they can get through all this machine gun fire and kill things and, and whatever, uh, you know. Um, but I, at the same time, I was with Mark, who posted. Uh, I was with Goldblum who I really loved seeing in this movie and wish he would have been used minutes. more. He needed to be in it's there more. Jeff, that's kind of his thing lately. Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, exactly. He says, uh, let nature correct the aberration via the volcano. They're not dinosaurs in any event. They are manufactured genetic artifacts. Uh, so this, the movie sets up this big thing where the, the volcano is erupting on the island. It's going to kill them all. And so um, they want to save the dinosaurs and bring them to I America. I thought that was a good callback to the original book, though. I did in the too. original book of how once they got rescued, right, they napalm the whole island, which which everything. I thought because they needed to get them to America, they or the world it appears in the movie. Um, they kind of did away with what I think so, Michael Crichton's original I thought was is that man through his hubris and scientific technology has played God, brought back dinosaurs, and he shouldn't, mm -hmm. and that he will pay for that by you know being killed and eaten by the dinosaurs, um, and that really dinosaurs have no place in modern 
eco- ecological terms, right? Um, the movie plays with that by making it like a now their life, we've made them, but now they have rights like all other animals and should be allowed to survive. Mm -hmm. And they really drive that home with the little girl in there is actually a clone as well. So it's like, okay, she's a clone created by science. She has the right to live. Why don't the dinosaurs who are created also have a right to live? So it sets up some really interesting, thought-provoking questions. Mm -hmm. But they are straying, I think, from that Crichton's original idea of like, well, yeah, they're an aberration. They need to be taken down. I mean, you, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd let nature take its course on the island and destroy the dinosaurs because they weren't supposed to be there in the first place. But whatever. (laughs) It's, it's cool. Um... Yeah. Uh, Eric says, release them into Detroit. It would be entertaining. <laughs> we got a lot of this. I, I feel that, like... A, that is like, you know, that that is a B-movie waiting to happen right there. <laughs> yeah. we, it's, it's, in Detroit. It's very interesting. If you go through a lot of these, you can tell where, what places in the United States people don't like. <laughs> because, yes. because there's a lot of like... Release them in my hometown. Release them in my California. <laughs> like, yeah. Like and yeah, yeah. New York. You know who stars in Dinosaurs in Detroit? Busta Rhymes. <laughs> right. For some reason, I had Nathan Detroit stuck in my head, but that wouldn't work. <laughs> okay. The only other thing that I wanted to bring up uh, that I wanted to bring up about this is they have a guy named Toby Jones uh, playing a guy yeah. named Mr. Eversol. I thought they were really on the nose. I don't. Everybody else, if you watch this movie, he was supposed to be Donald Trump, was he not? I could see like it. he they they set up this big auction of dinosaurs and he's up there running the auction and he has Donald Trump hair to okay. a T and he's wearing like the same suit with kind of the tie and everything and he of course gets eaten and he pushes before he gets eaten a girl in front of the dinosaur to get eaten that kind of looks like his spoke the White House spokesperson as well but I, I thought it was kind of an interesting political statement it was, it was pretty funny I um, didn't really pay attention yeah. to that I just movies are never near was an idiot. <laughs> yeah I could go into this uh, the political statement of this movie but no. <laughs> So one of the other things, and just because we're talking about it, and this is my last thought before I think we should jump into the right. ones, is when they released them all, they're talking, you know, Dr. Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum's concerned about all these dinosaurs. Now they're here. They're going to repopulate right. and all that. Right. There was one T-Rex. That's yeah. not going to repopulate with anything. There was one Velociraptor. There was one Velociraptor. Right. There was... Away. <laughs> that there we, was we spliced tricer- their genes with frogs there spontaneously morph tops with its baby yeah there's one brachiosaurus they, really there <laughs> were they have like incestuous triceratops uh, running around yeah like, I agree it didn't seem as too big of an issue as no. he was making it seem out. like the right. pteranodons that ended up flying away right those I could see because there were two of them. Right, could be a problem, but otherwise, right. well, and and to me, in some ways, I guess unless you're a really environmentalist, uh, <laughs> the the whole like even that there would be a, a decision or thought process in your head. Should I release massive carnivores into the Pacific Northwest? And, and, uh, and, 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 it's, and it's just foolish. And it's and foolish species. It's foolish to me. Like uh, only in in Hollywood would you have writers who even. Think that like uh, uh, an, uh, a no, it'll be okay. They'll all go into the woods. And that, yeah, harmony. that an audience would identify with that kind of like. I don't know how many people. Besides, That's why they were released in Oregon. Yeah, exactly. And Washington. like people want to see it because it's cool. Like we want them in America yeah. because we know what movies will happen. I'm gonna after sit down 
and I'm going to have some sushi with my latte in Seattle with a Velociraptor. Right. But in the real real world, I thought it made Bryce Dallas Howard's character kind of seem like a foolish, foolish airhead. Like, really? Like, you're going to hit the button? You're even questioning whether or not you're going to release a T-Rex into America. Mm. Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. And by the way, everything in those trailers, from the surfers to the T-Rex, all of that is the last two minutes of the movie. What? That is just like, yeah. Okay, so really... let's look at this from a scientific standpoint, not to, again, continue to beat this dead. Let's let's this, beat it. This That's dead what we tyrannodon. do around here. Dead dinosaurs. <laughs> um, this dead pteranodon. But... If you're releasing them in the Pacific Northwest, what 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 happens when winter comes? <laughs> they die. They die. <laughs> these are these are tro- Life these, finds a way. They're not gonna they're <laughs> not they're not gonna sprout feathers again. Yeah, there's not gonna be enough. They would all they would stuff. all migrate south, and if we have that freaking wall built, they won't be able to get back, <laughs> or they won't be able to leave. <laughs> Yeah, go through California. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, man, anyway. Well, those are my just last a, thoughts for Just a month. bunch of idiots holding up their iPhones going, oh, the Tyrannosaurus is here. <laughs> you know that <laughs> if people were getting eaten, there'd be other people standing there taking videos of it. Yes, just like the, just like the people who go, all right, I'm standing here with my iPhone as I'm watching the tornado coming in. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, again, going back to our old post of the dinosaur attacks cards from 1987, <laughs> I, I hope they mine some of those images for their movie because I want to see those brought to life. <laughs> <laughs> the old woman with her purse running out of the swamp with the giant dragonfly eating her brain. God, did that scare me as a kid. God. Scare me as an adult. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we've gone down that rabbit hole and since we've beaten this di- tyrannosaurus, let's climb absolutely back dead, out of the rabbit let's hole. Let's climb back out. Let's put, our cl- let's put our coins in the wall and let's talk a little second half of Darker Shade let's of Magic. Let's do it. Or Draker, or Draker Shade of Magic, as it may be. <laughs> Let's lube uh, Luke's throat once more. Jeez, Bob. <laughs> we got press. Ooh, tiny it's, it's a DeLorean, isn't it? Scales were always in my face. I might have driven a DeLorean here. I pull up a chair, friend. All right, well, we're back uh, where we left off last time. Part 7, The Follower, Chapter 1. Or was Book 7, The Follower, Chapter uh, 1? Parts. Parts have chapters. I think that's what we did. Parts. I thought it was chapters have parts. No, 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 no. parts have chapters. Parts have chapters. Uh, chapters book, don't have parts. Book one, not book one of volume two. Lila, not Lila. So we, live in the, we live in a confusing world where we don't know which parts go where anymore. <laughs> one of us should really listen to the last podcast to remember what we said. <laughs> All right. So, The Follower, chapter one. Um, hey, uh, we're back uh, at a different gray London tavern called the Baron Tide. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Alila is sitting around. She's uh, getting a drink. Right. Why not? Well, well yeah. yeah. That's that's where anything should start out. We've talked about this before. And yeah, you start out <laughs> in a tavern. Um, so we're back here. Um, she's approached by a man. My favorite, Holland. Dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> And Holland does what? Minorly tortures her. Yeah, so I, we, we're minor. getting... It's not It's not that big. We're getting some action here, Just which is good. More force lightning. Yeah. So Holland, basically Holland wants to know where Kel is. Right? So he drags her out into the street. She tries to shoot him. Yeah, she smells like uh, Red London. That's a 
there's this big thing about him smelling things. He's able to smell things. And well, I don't know. Because remember, just yeah. throwing that one out there. Yeah, yeah remember. Yeah, because of the right. different Londons all yep. have the weird scents. Yeah. Right. And so she smells like flowers. And in, right. she's not supposed to smell like that. She smells like red London. So he drags her out of the tavern into the alley, essentially, and right. begins to force lightning and begins to torture her a little bit to make her call out for Cal because he thinks Cal will come if she calls. Right. My question here. Oh, boy. Yes. Nobody else in the tavern sees this dude drag her out into the alley. Yeah, it, it was a really sketchy tavern. Do you think anyone would I mention it if it's? So I guess it was it this the tavern? Yeah. It, no, it, no, this is a different one. It's, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. This, okay. yeah. I, don't know if, what, I don't remember how it was explained. Like people are more concerned with their drink spilling than something happening to somebody else. Oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess I missed. Why did she decide to go to this one and not to her usual haunt? Because I guess I don't. Somewhere. Really just, sure. I think it's just somewhere she likes to go. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Just to be anonymous, yeah, hang yeah, out, yeah, where alone. nobody knows your name. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to go somewhere where you're like, I don't want anybody to talk to <laughs> Well, like, and I, I hear I, that. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, she tries to shoot him, which is something I like about her. She's, again, where at the beginning of the book, she was burning down a ship, right? I like I like how tough she is. So she tries to shoot him, but Kel's got kind of a cool power. He can like kind of disappear, reappear, you know, kind of. Does this multiple man kind of thing? It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Kel uh, bamps in here, <laughs> right? Um, to save the day because for whatever reason he heard her. Right. He could feel it too. Yeah. Like a, a disturbance. Well, a lot of magic in Grey London, and then he kind of like, he was like, "No, this is definitely a trap." But no, I gotta help yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. Holland was getting a little creepy with his pistol too. I don't know. I thought he was being a little weird. Holland is a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. he's just all around a creep. We're talking about the book still, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh. So Kel shows. Kel does bamf in. Uh, tells her to run. Um, Duh. Yeah. What else is she gonna do? Stay I don't. There and not what what I don't it? understand is why was she not yelling for him? I guess from the beginning, did it say what's well, in her mind as to why she doesn't want to call well, for him? My thoughts. I mean, look at the last time she saw him. He stole what he wanted back from her and left her stuck in a wall. Well, yeah, and true. they had, I mean, yeah. and they had <laughs> yeah. agreed. Why would you, you know, call for him? Yeah, I, I true. They he had left. Yeah. He had left, and she didn't. She she's a she's a strong, tough, independent woman of today. It's true. She doesn't need nobody's help. That is true. <laughs> no, you do this time. Yeah, well, yes. Well, yeah. So Holland's Holland's touching her weirdly and <laughs> holding her up against the wall. Kel bamps in. Holland proceeds to beat the poop out of Kel. Right. So we have yeah, chapter two. Chapter this is in chapter two, right? I like this magic exchange. It's pretty cool. Um, I found it interesting how you know they're both Antari. Right. Yet, Kel is really nothing compared to Holland. He is wiping the floor with him, is the best description I could think of. And I thought, is that just because he's from white London, where it's all military all the time, and he's so focused on training and fighting, whereas Kel's just, I brought you a music box. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, and that type of his background. And I I took it as we talked about, well, the things that we talked about last time when we talked about Holland, too, is he, Holland's older, for one. He's more experienced. Um, he was in the running to essentially be king of White London. Right. Um, so, I mean, he's older. He has so much more experience. Um, he's obviously with the experience that's going to make you more powerful. Right. Um, and just that aspect of him being older and him, you know, have being almost king and just being powerful. Right. Uh, and Kel just hasn't gotten to that point with his powers yet because he's young. 
Right. I, I'll say it right now. I I, th- I wish there was more with Holland. Like we were able to to kind of be with him a little bit more and find oh, out his, his angle. Yes, yeah. a little bit more. I, I think the book uh, seriously uh, suffers in some ways from having kind of a point of view of Holland. He he tends to be kind of a flat bad guy, but I think he's the most most interesting character in this book. I, I like I like him better than most anybody else. And in, in during him. this section, when he does get the upper hand and. He gets the stone for like a moment, I think. Yeah. Did he have yeah. that for a second? Yeah. And anyway, he's talking about the stone, making, in a sense, making fun of Kelv. You don't know how to use it yet, da da da. And Kelv tries to tell him, well, you can use it to get rid of that seal that's holding yeah. him. Oh, yeah. that, that, yeah, that's where it's revealed. It's not the pendant. It's, it's not the pendant. It's actually, yeah. he has it branded, branded into, into him. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just thinking that way, that would be a lot more interesting to follow mm-hmm. along Holland's story. I, I, I do. Despite how cool Holland is, he does have the classic villain weakness. He monologues. Yeah, he yes. does. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does the monologue. And, and it will be his downfall yes, and in this yeah. scene. And as he's monologuing, all of a sudden Lila shows back up and right? blasts him. Uh, hits him on the head with an iron bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, she chains uh, him to the ground. They're lying around all over London. Yeah. Because she, she can use the stone, right? Now, as long as she wills it. Yeah, she yeah, used right? it back when she yeah. made fake Kel. Yeah, right. <laughs> fake a Kel scene, the sword, a scene I yeah. love. I love that scene. Fake Kel, yeah. yeah. Um, but the stone does the rest. Uh, Lila brings uh, right back to her room, right? Kel. 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 Oh, sorry, Kel. Yeah. Lila brings Kel back to her room. So stone's through, yeah. Again, because we need to go. Kel needs to be knocked out and go back to this girl's room again to end up in her bed again. Because we need to have some romantic tension. Uh, <laughs> almost a boot scene, perhaps, it's the, even. It's almost. the... So as, as long as she doesn't start calling him Calvin Klein. <laughs> well, it's written on your underwear. <laughs> oh, great. So Back to the future. Uh, but I do so, have to say they're actually kind of smart during this scene where they take the stone and they cover with a whole bunch of herbs yeah. to mask the smell so that Holland doesn't reappear again. Oh, then, okay. Do you miss that part? I... It, yeah, it's been a long time since I read it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, they even burned some, and it's raining out, so I think that yeah. it, it makes sense why he didn't find them again. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's favorite bartender, Baron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows all about magic, though. Yeah, There's of, that brief scene where it's, yeah, I know what's going on, yeah. kind of up there. Yeah, he has, just like, don't... He's got an arrangement with... Yeah. Trust me, the bartender always knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're supposed to get kind of a quasi-sultry... Uh, scene here where she starts counting the scars on him. Um, and so it's kind of a romantic thing. Yeah, he's like unconscious. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> make it so- <laughs> supposed to be like their own weird sultry It's not scene like the here. lethal weapon scene where they're like exchanging <laughs> I, scars. <laughs> I got this from here. Oh, I got this from here. Oh, I got this from here. And pretty soon they're naked and then stuff happens. Oh boy, would I? Any I would, I would have any, loved that. I would, I would have I loved, loved that here. That here. Uh, yeah, boy, uh, sure I, I could have really used that right about now. Um, she, she doesn't know why she helped him. Um, they're just magnetically drawn to each other. Yeah, hmm. I just weird. Yeah, it just seems to be they're always orbiting each other. It's love. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Again, we got a fight scene in the alley. I'm like, all right, he's bleeding. And now it's 75 pages, or not 75, it's 25 pages of, all right, well, there might be some tension here, and he's unconscious, and he's got her. I, I don't care. I'm bored. Yeah. I, 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 I won't lie. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it, I guess. Uh, this this book, well, I'll get to it at the end maybe, but this book, yeah, it does bore me a lot of the times, and I don't know what's wrong with me, but this one is really boring me. I, it's, I it's, it's, into it. it's probably my elemental P. I don't know. I, yeah, it um, probably is. I, I, I know. 
But we're on to. Uh, That's why I keep, have to keep making stuff up because I'm section bored. eight. An we'll arrangement, <laughs> chapter one. Uh, Long chapter. Yes. Yeah, this is huge. This is really but big. But they do it because it's, it's a lot of the backstory. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is where we... It's an interlude. And this is the <laughs> other part. We had this debate that was going to start during our last episode mm-hmm. where you two pointed at Luke and Cloud were on one side of it yeah. involving the different Londons. Right. Bob spoke up for his side. I hadn't said anything yet, but I was still on Bob's side. And this mm-hmm. is where it actually finally gets into that because it's right. the history I'm, I'm of all sure, four of Londons. Pretty sure we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to admit that I was wrong. Uh, thank you. I'm shaking his hand. You're a heck of a guy. Um, <laughs> so what? Uh, so refresh our so refresh our memories. Years ago, all here. four worlds intertwined. You could go back and forth between them. Da 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 da. Black, truest source of magic. But then black started to get corrupted and started trying to reach out and cause all this terror. And the first one, it goes just reminding everyone. It goes gray, red, white, black. Yeah. In an order. Right. I picture it sideways. Some people picture it up and down. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But the first one to seal themselves off to protect themselves is red. Right. So in my mind, they kind of gave the finger to white and said, we're not helping you at all. Good luck. Peace out. Yeah, pretty much. They became and, isolationist in yes. some ways. And by the way, gray, you can no longer get here because we've built a wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I get, How many wall jokes can we make here? It comes up soon here um, that you you have to travel in order. Correct. Yes, you do. Which because they will, they will end yes, up traveling. Yeah, they order. have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you need tokens. And yeah. sometimes so, yeah. they're coins. And he has drills in his pocket. But whatever. <laughs> it's a, uh, a bow drill. Red, he pulls out his little bow drill. Red right. London sealing themselves off. Left. Gray London stranded on the other side. White London stuck with Black London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And destroying every single black artifact, mm-hmm. specifically even some of the different Antari who existed. Mm-hmm. So right. it makes sense why there's only two. And Gray, well, they were kind of, Gray really kind of got screwed out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, look I mean, at it all. There's nothing to it. There's, well, first they're in London, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, because they say she kind of likens magic to a fire. And if it is a fire, then Black London was closest to it. So I guess it yeah. got burned. You yeah. know, uh, gray, gray is in the smoke. <laughs> Red is just. Basking in the warmth, I guess, of, yeah. the, of said fire. And, and Gray's too, gray too far away. Uh, I don't know. They're even more smoky. Yeah, they're, yeah. Just I, the remnants of nothing. Yeah, right. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two? Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah. Do anyone more in one? I said all I needed in that first oh, part. Yeah. No, I no, mean, they use the, you know, we I mean, keep going forward here. Um, they talk about this talisman that must be destroyed, but not by fire or an axe. I'm kind of thinking Lord of the Rings here. Do they have oh, to yeah. bring it to the we fires have, of Mount we, Doom? We, we have to go to the journey, and we have to open a door to black, and we're just going to toss it in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can. Well, and that was the thing. <laughs> Sitting there, you're, how are you going to get in and just, whoop, where are you going from there? Yeah, I, I, that, yeah, I don't know. At this point, I'm like, there is not really, this doesn't seem like a good plan. There and, isn't, well, because there isn't a plan. I mean, they are they are tannising this one right now. <laughs> Hashtag well, Tannis plan. <laughs> Hashtag Tannis plan. And, and, and again, this goes into a lot, this goes into a lot of different things, and it goes into a lot of different universes, which I love, but there's always the trope here of the young, inex- the really young, inexperienced people who are going to somehow figure out how to open right. up this massively complicated magic chamber of secrets type right. deal. Because here, if we can derail for just for a second to Lord of the Rings, the reason yeah. why I feel that works so well is because you have somebody who is old 
is steeped in lore, Gandalf, who knows what the ring is and exactly how you destroy it. The reason he can't do it is because he would be corrupted by the power of the ring. So the reason it's given to kind of the, you know, to the hobbits is because in many ways they're uncorruptible or they have the least amount of chance. Well, right? they have they have more innocence. Right. And then they have they have more of more of the ability to not be corrupt. Right. And and they are given a very specific set of kind of marching orders. This is what you need to do and here's the help along the way. And that that all makes very logical sense and it works and then of course all the hijinks ensue along the way. Here it is just like what you there's no plan. It's just like we don't really know what's going on in Black Lennon. We just need to get there and throw a chunk into it. Uh, you know, I mean, you yeah, could destroy some, all four Londons here. We're going to go. We're gonna, you don't yeah, know what's going on. We're going to go into White London, and I'm going to figure out some way somehow to open a door for something that I have no knowledge of. But with the power of love and heart and, and courage, we can just do <laughs> it. And the rest of the planet tears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's very YA to me. But let's just keep going. All right. So we go in. Um, they use the stone, which gets both of them successfully to Red London. Yes. Am I jumping ahead too far for you here? No, I don't even. No, I think you were fine. I just thought it was just he used his coin. I didn't think he used the stone specifically to bring him along. Well, she has the. She's holding. She's holding it. Yeah. Yeah. She's holding the stone because she's not supposed to be able to cross. Which obviously, again, if you're paying attention here, of course she's going to be able to cross. Well, I wrote down on my notes. First, apparently, I was in a really weird mindset here on this. Uh, (laughs) They go through the wall and stun her. Lila dies. What? Uh, kidding. There's no way she's dead, but it'd be a great twist. <laughs> Wondering, will this make her an Antari? Because oh, this yeah. is her first moment traveling yeah. between the worlds. Is that how this happens? Right. Are they born? Are they made? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I was really excited to see how that would go. And right. then we go to part three, yeah. where Holland, everybody's favorite mm. person. <laughs> He's back. He's back, yeah. and he does some terrible things. Yeah. Stupid Barton. Yeah, Baron shoots him, which I like. That's a good start. But yeah, he, he Baron, uses his Baron, magic to Baron. stop those pellets in midair. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does a. I like Ajax. Baron. He does a, he does a force freeze and then he smacks Baron. Yeah, and kills Baron. This is one time where I got emotionally invested. Uh, I I didn't want to see the bartender. <laughs> the bartender. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to see Baron die, but the, I, I knew as soon as Holland reappeared here outside the tavern, I'm yeah. like, crap. The only cool old guy in this down. movie or in this book just went down. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really I'm really sad. I have no one to relate to anymore. No, I have no one to relate to. My last tenuous uh, link to reality is gone, um, and he's dead, uh, bleeding out on the floor, <laughs> as am I. Uh, so we're into uh, part nine, festival and fire. We don't, which is interesting here. And again, like I said from, like I said in the last podcast, is we talk about this, these black magic, this dark right. magic that is, that is possessing people, and yes. that is. Going through, I would have liked to have seen so much more done with this. I wanted black magic zombies. I did too. Not just to, to actually do something. Not just I'm going to be black. I I, I really mm-hmm. thought that this was going to build to an incredible zombie apocalypse. Yes, that they were going to have to be racing to throw this rock in. Yes, before the zombies before stopped the, them. destroyed before the black everything. Magic I thought stopped. the stakes were going to be really high. We'll get to it. it but it doesn't. We ever don't. Happen. We don't have to get to it because nothing. We, there's nothing to get to. No, <laughs> we're going to go to a ball. But we're getting. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not like, even there yet. I mean, no, but we're going to eventually. That's with the end point. More people get possessed, and more people get possessed, and it becomes this. You know, I touch you, and now, now you have some of the black magic in you, and so now the it keeps going, and so we have all of these people who are getting black magicked 
Right. As this dude is wandering through the festival, because not only does he have to transfer the black magic to somebody else, because the shell is currently dying on the outside of him. Right. Um, but he keeps increasing in the next little bit and the next little bit. And so, again, I wanted the zombie horror. You know, you, you know, you know what? Uh, it, not just a p- bunch of people wandering around possessed. I agree. What it felt like to me is like a, 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 a movie that I wanted to be a movie budget, but had a made-for-TV budget. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? That you're like, hey, this is a neat scene. Uh, the, 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 they're kind of going through this, uh, you know, the marketplace, and people are getting zombified, but they don't have the budget to go for broke on this one. So we're going to keep it small. And I, and I don't know, maybe that's what happens in the next two books. Uh, I, I have no idea. See, going to that, and yes, it's a lot of touch, pass on, and all that, but in red, I found it interesting, the actual method, how they were passing it through. I mean, it was mm-hmm. going faster through an STD through a war camp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at it. He, they have it as a guard, goes to one, then it goes to another, then right. another. Spreads so much faster. And what's scarier, seeing all the zombies or not knowing that they're actually out there walking around everywhere and it's right. hiding just beneath the surface? Right. I, I do like this. And that was a thought yeah. that, how I looked at it, of yeah. it's there. And yes, sorry for jumping ahead and all that. But we can. It's yeah. one of those moments where... Are you possessed? I don't know. But no one actually even knows that in the first place to ask it. Right, so it's, right. But oh, we, I'm just we gonna, know it as readers. I'm yeah. just going to hug this friend who I've seen for all the time and spread disease, <laughs> spread disease, and start walking around. But nothing ever happens with it. Yeah, no. It, Not that we see. There's yeah. those brief interludes where it keeps jumping back of, this is right. what's going on. Yes. Yeah. But the main characters, they wouldn't know that. So I have no issue with the fact that they aren't seeing anything there. All right, right, so moving on, let's go see Aldous, the fence. Aldous Fletcher. Yeah, pawn shop owner. The yeah. fence. Yeah. <laughs> good, thing, good thing he gets named. Yeah, Fletcher, I, Fletcher yeah. the fence. Yeah, yeah. well, he's got... I, this is a neat idea, too. Tattoos on his wrists called limiters that stop him from using magic. It's, you know, kind of a way of handcuffing people from using yeah, it. It's it, Cool idea. It's the it's the home monitor. It's the ankle bracelet yeah. of the magic world. <laughs> But he figured a way around it. He figured a way to hotwire his tattoos yeah. so that he actually gets his magic back. I like that. So, <laughs> just looking at my notes before we get fully into part 10, the white rook. In 9, mm-hmm. there's this moment, and it's in specifically chapter 3. Kel and Lila have a pissing match about tough lives. They have yes. that moment where they keep, my life was harder because of this. My life was harder. There's really no winner. There was no... There's never a winner in those conversations. No, 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 no. And then they're talking about how they... It's it's just two emotional adolescents talking about how tough their lives are. But but I was adopted by the royal family, and they're so rich, and nobody... I'm not really one of them. Oh, shut up. You were adopted by the royal family. And that's the thing. Yeah, I'm going back and forth. And one of them's on Dancing with the Stars. I mean... God, not again. (laughs) Dad's on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) And the other's ready to bang anything. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. Part of that same section there, right before we get into 10. Right. They have to find a white token because Kel's white coin is gone. So that's mm-hmm. why they're looking for this white rook. But and, you need the, and you need the token something of from that, that place in like, order yeah. to travel there. I had this question. First up, I'm going to ask you guys individually here. Okay. Describe the twins from White London. How would you describe them? I think yeah, like White Walkers, kind of. Kind of like yeah. White Walkers. I saw White Walkers. How would you describe... I went with the brother and sister from Golden Army. Perfect. From Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. How would you describe Kel and all the people from Red London? Ordinary people? <laughs> well, like, I'm just curious. Mm, yeah. There... yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't... Something I didn't... specific? No. I don't, th- I don't think they were never... I just assumed regular people because they weren't ever really given a description. Because yeah. what I'm wondering, 
if Lila's from a completely different London, why isn't she standing out? Right. Mm. She yeah, has so no... She has language-wise. Language-wise, yes. Oh, yeah. But, like, look-wise, I'm right. just assuming that, okay, if white, all of them look a certain specific way. I think and that, that was because of what they were doing with their magic there. That made, I mean, like, everything looks different there. Right. Or it's drained right. away. But red has right. so much, so wouldn't they be looking more vibrant and right. more lifelike? Whereas gray has, Maybe. like, nothing... Right. Is Although there, I didn't, I don't. Maybe I got the impression I didn't think of that, but may, that there was this festival going on, so everybody was kind of dressed up or dressed oddly. So maybe it was just like, I oh, know that's an odd look that you have, but it's but, a festival. You know, I don't know. Well, that was one of my yeah. thoughts there. Of, does she look different? Is she yeah. are they all normal between gray and red? Are is, they interchangeable? Is this, yeah, is this I don't a, know. Is is this the one plain clothes dude wandering around the Renfest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the that, person that dressed jerk. as the Star Trek team dropping down. Yes, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of that was my. F- I, I have bumped into those, and those are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Do we learn about her eye here? Or is that a little bit later? Uh, a little bit later, but okay. it was during this section where the eyes were first mentioned. I did kind of think the interplay between them was was kind of cute. I guess it built a little bit more of the relationship. I don't know. Yeah, okay. And the pawn shop yeah. looking. Uh, glove. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking for light. <laughs> the okay. pawn shop, though, before they get there, Holland is following them again, still conveniently. Mm. Right. And the stone, gosh, stone ass machina here. Yeah, yeah. Stone, yes. hide us. Okay, we're hidden. Holland keeps trying to bait him out, bait him out. And Holland can, essentially, Holland can smell the magic. Yes. Yeah. He can, or feel it through the force or whatever it is. So he just knows, yeah. he knows there's magic going on around around him. So he makes it snow, which, not a bad idea because yeah. of some, because under normal magic, yeah. if you're invisible, you're still there. People can just see yeah, through you. Yeah, the snow on you. So if the, if the snow falls, if cloak. the snow <laughs> falls on your, on your invisibility, invisibility cloak or your camel, Tarp or whatever you happen to be wearing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say poncho, but it came out tarp. tarp. It's okay. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> but you'll you, you will see that great idea, and even Kel gets afraid. He's like, "Oh crap, crap! What am I going to do next?" Yeah. What am I? And all of a sudden, he realizes the snow is falling through him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, okay. <laughs> that's got. That's yeah. got to be a. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is. It is me. a decent. Yeah. It is a decent <laughs> description of that How's feeling, Luke. Just like you said, like. Oh God! It's going. Should I be feeling this? It's going through me. <laughs> yeah. Ten. Yeah. So we're on to ten. One white rook. Uh, chapter one. That's um, the name of my, the new metal band I'm starting. <laughs> one rook. One white rook. Yeah. So one man band. It's a solo, it's every it's a solo project. I'm gonna be on YouTube. Fletcher the fence is opening for one white rook Sunday. 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 That's more monster truck rally. <laughs> And uh, actually, those same guys. Great, that same would be thing. a great name for a monster truck. Yeah, one one white rook. rook. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, um, so that black thing is back in yeah. gray. Yeah. So it's the gray one, and mm-hmm. it's kind of done. You got run over. <laughs> yeah. Right. And um, Ned, Ed, the enthusiast. And we have also Edward Archibald Tuttle is back. I, I, I do love that name. Uh, they're, they're very English, and, and it's very. So cool. I got curious because why would you name a character for? the three scenes that he's in this whole time. Pranked. <laughs> Apparently he appears a lot more in the sequels. Oh, okay. So that's oh, okay. why he has a So they're, 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 okay, they're yeah. dropping him for and a that's reason. that's why, yeah. Okay. I, I had to look Fletcher. it up. Fletcher. No, not Fletcher. We don't care Oh, about Ned? Him. Ned. Ned. The yeah, enthusiast. Do we talk not about what happened to Fletcher? Have we gotten there yet? We're getting there. Okay. Yeah. We're sorry. right I got, at the spot I got bored and drifted off again. We're right at the spot where they are at the pawn shop and outside of it. I wonder how Klopp's going to review this one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not surprised, but I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Two? You want to take it? Oh, d- chapter two. Well, I do like this black ooze zombie is reduced uh, to a pile of ash and a carriage runs over it. And old Tuttle walks up to it and, and he feels a tingling in his fingers when he touches it. Gross. And it's like, bum, bum, boom. <laughs> and then just wipes it off on his leg. Yeah, wipes it off on his leg and, and kind of, yeah. We're left to wonder what's going to happen there. Chapter two, they make their way through the streets and Lila explains her mom died at 10. Her dad tried to sell her flesh to pay for his tab. She killed a guy before he got his belt off. Uh, First time she killed a man. But not so like Scoob. Yeah, it's real rough. Things are real so, rough there. Sounds like you got a repeating pattern in your life there, kid. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and Kel talks about specifically his brother during this moment, after they get into the pawn shop, mm-hmm. where Rye was abducted at 13 and Kel got him back. And I like yeah. this little back scene of, well, Rye being the loving, he wants the community to like him, everything, he pardoned them. Right. No, it's fine what you did, it's okay. And then, Kel, I didn't. <laughs> that that, that was decent. I, I, I'm a, I was okay and with that. Just, with that I found him later. Right. Well, like, well um, I kind of had... Did you kind of get a feeling here, too, yeah. that there's some sort of guilt on Kel's part about why Rye got kidnapped in the first place? Yeah. A little bit. Yes. A little bit. And Rye kind of had that guilt that Kel got hurt during this moment, too, yeah. from mm-hmm. earlier in that other scenes. Right. But, yeah. Right. There's guilt all around here. It is true. Everyone feels guilt well, all around. And and like, and like the one ring, uh, the black stone is is starting to be a little much uh, for Kel to carry around. It's causing the black veins to pop out. And well, is this the point, too, where it, like, law, where it like grows into his hand? Nope. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. But, yeah, it, it's, it's starting to, you know, it has a mind of its own. Yes. You know, he should put it in a tiny envelope. And he can feel it, like, tie it. some herbs around <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yes. And he can feel it, like, pulling at him and talking. Again, right. the idea of magic as a sentient being into its own, I think, is a cool I idea. I like the idea. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so as... we have to go find this rook because when Kel cheated Fletcher out of a game with, in which it was a game that it was okay to cheat. As long rule. as you didn't get caught, yeah. Part, part, part of the yeah, rules, think, part of the rules how, are that you can cheat as long as you, you don't get caught. I think that, that's just how cheating works. You can do it as long as you don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's how Kel won his magnificent coat. Oh, cool! But yeah, my foot's on the microphone. Did we? Sorry. Did we? Are we? Are we at the part yet where he's trying to? Where he cuts his wrists we're, and he's no, too much blood. No, we're getting. We're here. getting there. Okay, we're, we're gonna getting get there. there. Okay. No, we're at the part right now where it's all. We have a 25-minute flashback. If this was the movie, yeah. we have a 25-minute flashback <laughs> as they walk into the door of the pawn shop. <laughs> as they walk into the door of the pawn shop, we have a 25-minute flashback. We're going to get to the end of this flashback, and then they're going to be taking the first steps into the pawn shop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey, Ex- ex- exposition, exposition, exposition. <laughs> right. Looking for the rook. And one of the things that we glossed over in kind of spot there, yeah. there's posters all around Red London right now that have Cal yes. missing. And they're posters, and... I kind of pictured them like TV screens because they're kind of switching. Yeah, they're, they're, they're interactive touch screens. Magic mirrors. They're yeah. scrying mirrors is yeah. what yeah. it says that they are, yeah. So they, they can be called up. As they're searching through, there's a little quick flashback to the other red, evil, cutthroat black dude who's getting it on. Yeah. <laughs> I described it in my notes here. Getting it on. And getting it on. Heart to heart, they're all, yep, sorry, this is what my life was, da da da, nothing. And Fletcher, God, glad he's got a name, comes back and sees him and touches the poster. Yeah. Someone else could take it from there. You just keep ding, going ding, with it. Ding. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> he essentially he he hits the alarm, and he di- he dial he dials the cops, 
And the cops come. And the cops and the cops come and get (laughs) freeze wizard cops. cops. (laughs) I'd watch that. And they, I got a video it's to coming, show you. Magic boys, magic boys. <laughs> coming to what Netflix. You do. What you gonna do when they come for you? Magic boys, magic boys. And <laughs> nobody now give me no break. Kel now. Oh, sorry. And the guards. And, uh, guards get Kel. They take him. But Lila conveniently has the stone hides herself again. Right. So she's just sitting there chilling in the pawn shop watching everything. Kel's gone. Fletcher's doing the whole traditional swarmy. Swarmy, I really like that word for some reason. Holds out his hand for the reward from the guards. Yeah, yeah. You gotta know every time you ask for a reward, you're, you're probably not gonna survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fletcher <laughs> is killed by the guards. Well, right. a- after Kel left, the yes, guards specifically after he left. Yep, yep. The guards come out. You can tell that there's something off about these guards. Uh, whether they're they they come in and they feel like dirty cops right away. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they take Kel out. Kel agrees to go in order to try to protect Lila here. Fletcher wants his reward, and Lila's in Lila's indivisible here, and uh, <laughs> sees is watching as the guard just serendipitously walks up and slits his throat. Mm-hmm. Which cool move in a role playing game. I've yeah. d- I've done stuff like that many times in a role playing game where the rest of the party walks away and I I've killed somebody. We know, <laughs> right? <laughs> in game we don't know, but we know. And and Kel meanwhile gets the whole hey, do you want to smell this ray? Routine by the guards. Yeah, does it smell like chloroform? Smell like chloroform? <laughs> what? And then conveniently after all this is done and everyone's left the pawn shop, Lila finds the white rook. Well, look, could. here it is, and she also steals a knife. I don't remember what the purpose of the knife it was, was later. She just thought it was a neat she knife. She thought it was neat, yeah. And Kel said, don't take it, but she takes it. Did it ever come back into play later? It did. It, it, like, well, I don't... I honestly don't remember. I, it, well, I remember I wrote it down specifically. She took this, even though she was told not to. Yeah, and she's she's, ni- she's knife girl. She picks up knives. She steals things. Oh, she yeah. steals Fletcher things. Fletcher doesn't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so she goes and she rummages through <laughs> Fletcher's jacket. Of the oh, dead body finds the finds the rook and went. Hey, this is what we were looking for. <laughs> I have to go rescue Cal. Yeah, found the plot and goes device. to the palace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, MacGuffin. <laughs> and before that, we get Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I mean, Jen and Paris. Jen and Paris. Yes, they're having fun at the market and they're seeing all this stuff. And sadly, both oh, are iced right. pretty quick with the black magic. And right, they're gone. Exactly. I mean, get wrecked, son. I feel bad for them. I mean, it was supposed to be comic relief, mm-hmm. and now they're dead. That's how it works, though. Oh, well. And now we get to Club's favorite scene. Chapter section 11. 11. The Masquerade Masquerade. Ball. The Masquerade. The Masquerade. Ball. Wow. Which is funny because picturing all the people who like that type of theater type stuff, I would picture you to love this scene. I, You know what? <laughs> I, I, I was okay with seeing a lot of this. And, I mean, it is the ball. And it is the, you know, that, that, that medieval times mm-hmm. aspect of... The big fancy ball. Lila realizes she can't go into the big fancy ball without an invitation, so right. she nicks somebody's invitation. Um, that poor woman who can't go to the ball anymore. It was like three, right? yeah. three <laughs> girls that she met earlier, um, yeah. or something. Yeah, and then so and then she ends up. Bumping. She has to find an outfit. She ends up. She ends up yeah. finding. She got an outfit. She ends up yeah. finding the kindly old seamstress's tent. <laughs> well, I don't have any money, but I have no, no, no. You, I saw you with Kel earlier. I'll take the bill from the royal family. Here's a nice dress for you. I want pants. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're de- <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to play the role of a hey, she's a strong, independent woman, so she's not going to put on a dress. She'll wear boots, jacket. And a black horned mask. And I will say that now that I understand that she's older, 
Yeah. And she's at least an adult at this point. Yeah. This sounds like a hot outfit, I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. She's got and I just picture her in like in the 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 medieval suit. You know, right. the eight, the 1800s, early 1900s, like tapered suit with the with the tapered dress pants and the little the little like half coat that has the little tails. That's exactly it. what the, all the artists draw. The, her the, as, the top so. the top hat and then the little masquerade the little like Zorro masquerade mask. Yeah, they that's yes, what, that's exactly. what everybody kind of pulling up a picture just on the internet. That's all. Oh, okay. Oh, somebody dressed like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just yep. She gets a she gets so. a three she gets a big three cornered hat. <laughs> or something. Perfect. Yeah. Well, she's wearing a horn helmet. I got or a horn mask. I guess I never thought she had a hat on her head, but maybe she does. There we go. A little better artwork. Yeah. Looking at it for. Yeah. And see, I just took like I just took it as being the as being like the regular the, half. the regular old masquerade mask that you see, like That's, the French masquerade mask yeah. that just has horns on the end of it. I was viewing everything yeah. as labyrinth. Uh, oh, the David Bowie okay. dance scene uh, is what I thought. Wow. The power of stasis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so on to chapter two. Hey, uh, Kel is in the palace. He's chained in Rai's room. My notes at this point were, what is this betrayal, Rai? <laughs> oh, wait. He has a pendant on. He's being controlled by Astrid. <laughs> Those uh, pendants, I tell you. A possession charm. Those uh, pendants. He, yeah. she, demands to know where the stone is and punches Kel in the face. Nice, nice little twist. I liked it. I, I liked the little twist here. Again, I... We got a great. This was pretty decent writing here because yep. you really felt the confusion of Kel as he wakes up, going, "All right, haha, you're I'm tied up. You're very funny. Can we? We do you, do you have a birthday party to get? To? Yeah, right. Yeah, you have a birthday Ooh. party to get to. Ooh. I gotta save the London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. saying no. No means no. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> blueberry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so and we get to this hole, and of course, you know, what do the bad guys have to do? Monologue. Yeah. We have to monologue. Got a monologue. But it is it, it even is when a, mind controlling somebody. It is monologue yes. Mind even control. when mind controlling, uh, you, but you do get this feel of somebody else's words coming out of Rai's mouth from the way yes. we've met Rai so far. And I, whenever somebody's possessed by somebody else or something else, I always wonder about that idea of are they is the original personality completely shut down mm -hmm. or. Are they like watching from, or, or does your personality watch from a tunnel? Like you can't, like you're watching TV and can't right. affect what's going on. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. it too. Yeah. So then we get to Lila entering the ball. Yes, it's a Hulk banner thing as well. <laughs> no, I was, to, I was picturing in my mind. There's as part of my weird month between in here, I reread the whole Ultimate X Men line of comics, mm. and there's a scene where, since you talked about Legion so many times, mm. the Legion equivalent takes over Psylocke. And oh, she's yes. fighting it the whole time, and then she finally appears through, and then she's back, and then if it's the back and forth scene, that's how I was kind of picturing what you're talking about. Yeah, the, hor the um, what is it, the horror movie Get Out also talked about that a yeah. little bit, about you know, mm. when, when you're taken over by another personality, you can actually see what's going on, but you can't control it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And three? Yeah, so, so we're yeah. back. We're, so we're uh, monologuing. Uh, she's she Lila now. Lila wants to be called Captain Bard of the Sea King. I like um, Captain Bards. It's again, a good there's some thing. there's some tension here uh, because she's she greets the king and queen, or the king and queen greet her. Their voices are hollow. They seem weird, a little possessive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, again, I like this build. Like we're having this quiet underlining build mm -hmm. of people getting possessed and I'm getting starting to get ramped up like hey we're gonna have some sort of really big mm -hmm. and she and coming up here and she right? finally thinks she knows where he's at looks sees three guards 
then she doesn't go on attack and has a different idea. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll just go enjoy the masquerade. You know nah, I'm, that looks nah, like a lot of work. I have a better idea. Okay, so she's going back to the masquerade. Mm-hmm. Or so we think. Or so we think. So we think she's going back to the masquerade. Or somewhere. Right. There's still stuff going on in the bedroom with <laughs> Kel tied up and Ryan prancing around. <laughs> he really gets crazy. tied up a lot in yeah. beds. Have we noticed that? Yes. Well, he's always I, yes. in Yes. You know, but, but I think I think it's trying to play on the, hey. Helplessness. The, yeah, the helpless uh, princess is always tied up and the prince has to save them. You know, we're flipping that where it's our male hero that is getting tied up all the time. That always has to be saved by a strong female protagonist. From here on out, he is now the damsel. He is the damsel in distress. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And Astrid keeps talking about how she wants to, talking over through Rai, take over and open the doors. Yeah. Have them all open now. Open borders everywhere Mm -hmm. between everything. Yeah, because immigration. he tells his whole plan. I mean, this is great because Astrid does have a plan, but tells it all. Like, like she should. (laughs) See... That's one of the problems I've always had with villains, and it's every movie and everything. Villain yeah, always has to sell their plan. Right. They can't just go, okay. But there's now you, I'll tell you my plan. There, is, dead. there is sharks mean, with laser sense. beams. There is part <laughs> that of me that that identifies with Astrid, though. Like I mean, she's saying she's tired of ruling over a dying London, and being uh, used as a defense while Red London prospers. I'm like, well, she's not wrong. No, oh. she's not. No, I mean, no, she's not. I, I feel like we're meant to feel like kind of both sides are in the wrong. Even though Red London is prosperous, it has come at kind of a, you know, at quite a cost, right? Like, I mean, we're supposed to, I think, view the aristocracies in all of these Londons as being not 100% right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're supposed to see Red London as the, the best place or the place we'd most want to be, but... But that's because they closed the doors and they've been... Yeah, yeah. The poly- the, but yeah. Yeah. but, but there, there, there's, pro- there's always problems in Utopia. Yeah, right, exactly. You can't... You have the you have the warring, you have the non-magic, you have this Utopia country in the middle that seems absolutely perfect, but I think you're right. Yeah. We're supposed to be meant to see that yeah, there's still problems in the one that's supposed to be perfect. Right, exactly. Regardless of the fact if you're gray and you're just dealing with the um, king that is way into Alzheimer's <laughs> or you're in white where you just have the incestuous warring brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, well, Highly likely. Yeah, Game of, yeah, so is Cersei in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, chapter four ends, though, with an attempted suicide. Yeah. Yes. Lila jumps into the balcony. She didn't go down to the masquerade. Uh-huh. And... Stone or Rai's life, and Astrid, like you said. Yeah, holds a dagger up to his heart and threatens to kill himself. Yeah. yeah. It, it was kind of cool oh, the, the way body. she batman yeah. in here. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. With the horn mask, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Luke, you could probably say that better today. But uh, as... I Batman. And then we, we segue right into five where uh, Astrid Rai uh, tries to throw the charm at Lila and take possession of her. Okay, so five, I was completely confused during this whole thing. Yes. Like, my notes were, well, okay, she, I don't know what's going on. Who has the stone? Where did the stone go? Does Lila still have well, it? Astrid had it, threw it, Lila swerves Matrix what is going style. on? <laughs> yeah. I was completely yeah, so almost like a, So if someone could explain this you know, better. The pendant gets thrown at her. She comes in, soccer slides underneath the, pen, the pendant in the Matrix with the Matrix moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I mean, this is, this is just the culmination of just everything emo. I mean, one guy's committing suicide, the other one's cutting his wrist, saving him. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Gotta the girls on the I can't. 
The girls on their knees avoiding jewelry. Avoid, avoiding jewelry. Everybody's in thigh high black leather. Uh, it's just it's just fantastic. No, they're not. You're, 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 no, I'm projecting. You're projecting now. <laughs> Luke can't say much today, but he can pipe in with the what? <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You're all fools. Kel uses his magic to push the possessed guard off the balcony. Uh, one of the ball goers in a green dress grabs the pendant and becomes Astrid, and she runs off. So we have this, like, possession thing, right, going. Uh, Again, whatever. neat idea. Ping-ponging I will over. admit, yeah. neat idea with the yep. possession pendant. Yep. Very, uh, it did, it did start to feel very fallen for me for a little bit here too, which is like, okay, here's the pendant, and so the personalities, the, the demon's just gonna go with the pendant. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and you never really know who's possessed. But, right. it's a different possession, it's a different possession than, than the black, black ooze. Man, than the black yeah. ooze possession. And yeah. So, who's possessing who and which possession was actually which possession <laughs> got to me. It's, because again, like you said, I'm confused. Are the Red King and Queen possessed by Astrid, or, or by the Black are they Ooze? Possessed by the Black. Yeah, Ooze? yeah, I had that as they were possessed by Astrid because she mentions all the people that she's been taking yeah. over in the court. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah, kind of yeah. I, I'm in agreement with you. How many people can you control? Apparently, a lot. Are there is, is it is it like is it like parts in a gaming system where you can only have so many controllers? Yeah, I think I, I think Astrid's uh, back and he's just she's just got Cerebro down on <laughs> yes, her head. Yes, exactly. And just manipulate. Well, yeah, I don't and know. Part of it, thinking to White London now, is that how they rose to power? Is compelling so many people and well, have it, their own mini army there, and then she's able to bounce. With it it, d- it did talk about how her soldiers are are how all the soldiers are controlled. Yes. Yeah. Um, and as we look in here again, I don't really understand how the magic can transfer realms. Yeah, I want I, a I little bit more explanation about Actually, that. Actually, I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like how are we? How go how, through the portal? How is this the first time that do we that that we found out that you can go back and forth? That magic can go back and because forth? because all we know is does that there need to be an open portal somewhere yeah. in order for that funnel to be through? Is, yeah, it, if all the doors are closed, it seems like there should have been a lot on. more mixing going on if magic could be used between. Correct. Them. I, mean, I get that Kel or Holland could bring the possession pendant through. Right. But then, like, for the connection to be made, I get, but it's ma- you know what? They got a cop out. It's magic. It's magic. It's yeah, it's true. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the MacGuffin. We just Fair enough. So, um, 12. Sanctuary and sacrifice. So, Rye's been hurt. Yeah. Kel and Lila bamf They all bamf out. With, with Rye. Yeah. So, they're bamfing out. Bleeding to death. Yeah. They're to the London Sanctuary, right? A place where men and women come to study magic, and we meet Master Tyrion. It was Kel's tutor, tutor. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, they, they bamf into Hogwarts. Yeah, or yeah. What, basically. Yeah. What's the library What's the library in Game of Thrones? Oh, the Citadel? The Citadel. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I had in my mind here. Yes, exactly. They train and then they get sent out to do all that. He uses the stone to heal, right? So there's some sort of transference or whatever that happens. There's some freaky stuff with the stone. He's dead. Yeah, <laughs> but then Rye heals and Kel is knocked out. Like uh, the, the stone can kind of do anything. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's his home. That's his home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. but 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 Rye is dead. Yeah, right. And he Kel uses the stone to bring him back to life by binding his yeah, own yeah. life. Right. Basically, by taking some of his own life force and injecting it into him. Mm-hmm. And part of me is going, okay, 
this is either going to work and be all lovey-dovey, or are we going to go pet cemetery here? <laughs> <laughs> he was dead. This is like, my zombie brother. <laughs> he was he was fully dead. He was beyond negative ten on his um, <laughs> on his hit points. Yeah. <laughs> you don't come back from that and be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, Lila's well, finally speaking for me. She starts yelling about what was your plan? <laughs> but he says he has his plan. He, at this point, he does finally say, I never planned on coming back from black. Right. Oh, that, he just, yeah. gonna, I was going to go there. Go and that yep. was it. Yep. I mean, take the I'd rather get it out of here yep. than do anything He was going to take the stone and Sigourney Weaver it like an alien three right <laughs> into the pit of lava. <laughs> And then put a thumbs up as he's leaving. Yeah. Yes, yes, I, that's exactly where I was going. I'm, he's gonna, it's he's got to sacrifice. He's got to sacrifice himself yeah. because yeah. he can't just. Ch- we find out that he can't just chuck it through the portal. Yeah, yeah. he right. has to. Add, it actually had. He has to go with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which means it's kind of like you know. I could see him, you know, bamfing into a black right. hole here or whatever. But, is but left we're all okay because Master Tyrion's going to take care of Rye, and Cal and Lila are going to escape through the tunnels. Yeah, and at this point, there's two things that are really drew my focus here. One, Kel literally can't drop the stone anymore because it's kind of infused itself into his body. Right. That's cool. And yeah. second, they make a note that Lila's missing an eye. Almost like, like it used to be a black eye before. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, there, you know she's an Antari yeah, at yeah, this point. Yes. I mean, yeah. oh look, there's an eye. Yeah. And there's right. that. Yeah. Yeah. And Most people don't notice that I suddenly have two different colored eyes. Yeah. When, when, when was it brought up? If you have two different colored eyes, people are going to notice that sh- that should have been a thing from the beginning of the mm. book in her character description. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Yes. I would have thought nothing of it other than like, hey, we're in weird magic places if they just said that she yeah. had a blue eye and a brown mm. eye. Right. Yeah. No, Maybe I Maybe when she passed over between the it two, it changed it. How do I know? <laughs> but bam, but, we're on to White London, right? They start out with this POV of the possessed soldier, Jen. I really like this uh, as he's killing yeah. people, searching for Kel and the stone. Um, and Lila and Keller are running through the streets using the stone for invisibility. Um, but they are about to go through the wall to White London when Holland appears to stop them. These are these chapters are all very short and are coming very quick, which is good. Which I'm okay builds, with at this yes, point. Yes, it, it builds it that seems arbit- to be, arbitrary. Yeah, it seems to be how she writes her action. Quick, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So then, uh, you know, chapter four, Lila appears in White London without Kel. Yeah, because he got pulled back by Holland. Because Holland pulled him back as he shoved Lila through the door or whatever it was. Lila appears in White London, and just like you had talked about earlier, it's very obvious that she's different from the White Londoners. Yeah, and so as, almost as soon as she appears, the like the sit the the, 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 the gutter, Morlocks, the gutter folk, the uh, <laughs> the Morlocks, the White London Morlocks, yeah, right, the, the, the garbage the, people, yes, yeah. <laughs> come out of the garbage fraggles. I I <laughs> garbage fraggles, yes, food. <laughs> I which by the way, at the beginning of the next book, we got to talk about that garbage fraggles, um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, come out of the. I smell magic, and they honestly believe that if they consume, like if they consume her, they can take part of her magic. Right. They're that starved right. for magic, so they come out of the woodwork, and she holds up a gun, like shoots never, one in the head, like they, <laughs> and they keep advancing like they've never seen a gun before. Right. We know, so we get that we get that transposition here between, uh, a lot, between mechanical Grey London, right. who's built all these different machines because they don't have to rely on magic. People like, she's waving a stick at me with a hole in it. Bam! <laughs> One <Right>. down. <laughs> right. Um, and then we're on to five. Kel and Holland have a fight. Uh, kind of like a video game. One does something, then the other one. Back, forth, spell. Counterspell. Spell. Counterspell. 
Well, it all depends on how many. It all depends on how many attacks you have and who rolled the correct initiative. Jeez, he's right. He's right. Well, yeah, because that's how it worked. And yeah, definitely. And Holland's still better, but Kel finally learns a little bit. Kills him with a metal admit, bar. The stone really has to help a lot here. Oh, it, you'd I mean, have to. Yeah. Other than the you've got that you got the infinity gauntlet on, so you should be okay. Yeah, yeah you're, 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 <laughs> you're, 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 you're holding the stone. Actually, the stone at this point is holding you. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so you should be fine. And so he ends up being, he, able, being able to stab Holland with this metal bar. And yeah. we, we do get, it, it is almost a nice wrap-up with Holland here because we can feel the... Oh God! Thank you for killing me and relieving me from this freaking torture that I've been imprisoned in right. my own head for so long. Do you think, so as they call up later, that he threw the fight? Uh, when it goes, well, when maybe. it goes in, because it goes into the, it? it goes into the thing with the uh, regular castle soldiers later. I'll follow. I have to follow your directions, but I only have to follow your specific directions. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do anything outside what your actual directions right. are of me. Right. Right. So I do think he threw the fight. Right, and so when Kel finally bamps through, though he is carrying Holland's body. D- yes. Do we know why? Like, why is he doing that? Didn't he say something um, about how he felt bad? Maybe for him, and he was gonna try to let him live in peace somewhere. <clears throat> okay, so he's gonna I'm, break. I'm gonna inter the body somewhere. I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna bring you to your home, so at yeah. least you're dead in your home. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. I think so. yeah. some some sort of last respects. Right, yeah. last respects. I mean, right. in his mind, it's the. Final, the only other Antari in existence is oh, now yeah. dead in front of him. Okay, so yeah, that, right. actually, yeah, that he's trying to be. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You did help me before a little bit. Maybe you're in their past histories. I don't know. Right. They are, and, they are the same ilk. And <laughs> she, she, he, he bamps into White London. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna keep saying bamp because it sounds cool. I yeah, and I think um, that's what they're doing. I like to just picture it as bamfing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stands for bad. At- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're on to part uh, thirteen, right? We've only got two parts left. The yes. waiting king, and I knew this was going to happen as soon as they came into White London because I'm like, okay, well, they were just in the similar place, so they're going to enter in the similar place. What happened? To L- Is he going to like come in here and all of a sudden Lila's dead now too? But no, uh-huh. he comes in and Lila's just kicking ass here. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree for a moment until like seventeen more show up, and then Joel's <laughs> just okay. I can help now. Do do do. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Makes right. it okay. Pew, 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 and pew, there's pew. the. Royal sword gets a call back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How it is able to stutter magic is how I described it here in my notes, apparently. Okay. Because from earlier when Kel got attacked by the oh, cutthroats yeah, and all those that, anti-magic the swords. The anti-magic yeah. swords. Right. He made them, right? Yeah. Or helped make them? Helped yes. Help yeah, make yeah. Them. And then 13, we find we Athos King. Athos is just sitting there watching yeah. the whole thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Through the other like swords. Just like... Yeah, like uh, Star Wars hologram. It's so this cool. is your plan. Next okay. to him, his sister's body is in the throne, and she's wreaking havoc at the masquerade. Yeah, that's kind of. This would visually be very good in a movie. Mm. It would look good in a movie. Um, mm. yeah, all of this actually would look very good in a movie. This would make a pretty decent flick, I think. Um, he prepares to meet uh, his new quests. Uh, I don't know if these antagonists for me at this point have been fleshed out enough. Um, uh, they don't. They don't. They're not. They got overly drunk the last time I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and then they they're bad. Beat them up. Just accept it. They do, bad. Yeah, they they don't scare me at all. But I mean, they're pretty one dimensional at this point. They're bad from a certain point of view. Me and going back to it, look at oh, again yeah, how like you had that sympathy saying, yeah. earlier. Yeah. 
they have their goal. It's, hey, we got screwed over here. Yeah. We yeah. want to have that freedom that you've been right. lording over us in a sense. This is true. From a certain point of view. Thank you. Right. I was waiting for it to finally get thrown <laughs> in there. It's true. True. And like you're saying, it's not fleshed out as much. And I assume that maybe the later books go into it more. I don't know. Right, right. No, I, I, I know. I, I, I hear. I won't read what I have written in my notes because it would tip my hand uh, as to what I'll say, although I'm sure nobody knows. But, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm sure we all know what you're Yeah, doing. yeah. I, at this point, even, I mean, we are climaxing uh, at this point. They are <laughs> they are coming to throw the stone in. And I have written in my notes, um, I'm not interested. If it wasn't for the podcast, I could walk walk away and never even care what happens to any of these characters. Like, I literally could have just put the book mm-hmm. down. And never, like, it wouldn't ever nod at me. So did they ever get the stone to Black I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish the book just because, I. okay, fine. We're I, ten pages I, away? Uh, yeah, I need, I need to finish <laughs> the book to finish the book. All right, Kel's going to fight um, Athos. Athos? Yeah. Porthos? D'Artagnan. He's going to fight Athos. Lila's, uh, uh, so, because obviously we can't have, you know, you can't have the, the guy fight the girl. It's right. got to be girl on girl and guy on guy. <laughs> so right. I know this is the way this is going. We have we have two we have we we have gendered protagonists. We have gendered antagonists. Yeah. I know who's fighting who here. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, so Astrid is still you know off on her like red plane mind quest. Yeah. of yeah. death yeah. and destruction. <laughs> um, and like you referenced earlier, Club. As Lila's making her way to her final fight, if you will, yeah. she comes across that commoner from earlier who'd been controlled by Athos. How you were talking earlier, yeah. not that long ago, yep. about, okay, these are my directions. These are only my directions. This is it. Da, da, yeah. da. And she does often as oh, part yeah. of her way of getting yeah. through yeah. the door. Just quick, through a locked door. And doesn't it make some references to the fact that this is a kid? He's young, yes. Yeah. Earlier, we... I pictured him definitely under twenties. Yeah, I, I was going like I was going like the sixteen, seventeen year old yeah. kid just standing mm-hmm. there with the shaking. Yeah, shaking like, yeah. I've been told I have to do this. Right, please but kill I, me. But I, I, yeah. feel a lot of, I feel a lot of this is that we're, we're we're reaching the end here, and like she meets all these guards. I'm thinking there should be some sort of fight. It's not. Well, Athos, remember he's pretty cocky at this point. He, well, yeah, he thinks he knows their whole plan. He doesn't care what they think. Right. Yeah, but that's gonna, why it's yeah, go ahead, yeah. walk on by. I'm ready for you. Yeah, because they yeah. And, and the guards haven't been ordered mm-hmm. to do anything, so they just got to stand there and watch her go by. Yeah, right. Because yeah. they haven't been ordered to, so that means I don't have to. Yeah, so doesn't matter that I'm your guard and I'm supposed to be protecting you. You didn't order me in this specific instance, so I'm just gonna stand here because this dude's a prick. <laughs> right. And so his sister scares me. So let's get to it. Chapter three. Kellen Athos have their magic time. Uh, Kellen uses his stone. Pew 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 pew. And Athos, Athos Athos gets cut in the leg with magic, and he likes it. It makes sense with the character, yeah, though, yeah. from oh, what yeah. he was earlier. I mean, the yeah. whips that he'd been no, using No, I later, agree, yeah. The I, way that they've treated Holland, Which is a good character point. Blood. I think that's a good character point yeah. for him. Uh, very cinematic, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would say. Yep. And so Athos creates this huge snake, but it ends up turning on him and killing him. Yeah, <laughs> yes, after he tries yes. to dispel it. Yeah. The whole callback to not Kel and Kel earlier. Mm-hmm. Of, with things that are created really don't like being killed. Kind of like, you know, Jurassic World with the whole <laughs> releasing dinosaurs from earlier that we mentioned. They really don't like that sort of thing. Right. And Kel, pretty smart, I mean, remembering that, and he's able to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lila, and meanwhile, meanwhile is in with in with Astrid, and there's... Uh, I really like this scene, though. Oh, yeah. She looks and sees her on the throne. She's not moving. Yeah. 
She's going to shoot her. I'm going to shoot. Bounces off of the force Son field. of a! Hits her in the shoulder, right? Yeah. Doesn't it bounce off? It, the force field hits it, her in the shoulder? Yeah, bo- yeah. yeah, yeah. bounces back on her. Yeah. <sighs> Which I like. Um, <sighs> yeah. I, uh, I, again, I'm just so bored at this I, point. I, I, I don't care. She realizes the throne is protected by Ring of Wards, and so mm. she erases some. Uh, she tries to stab Astrid, but she wakes up. Uh, and then that's when we bounce back to Kel, and there's that huge yep. snake. and All and that four. thing. Yeah. Um, and then gets to four, and Lila... She has no chance whatsoever against Astrid here. Lila and Astrid, fight! Uh, which really isn't a fight. It's just kind of like, sit down, little girl. Astrid just... Boop, yeah, yeah. Bounces her away, and there's nothing. And what does she do? Put a column on top of her, essentially? Or is it just rubble? I don't... How'd she stall her out here at the end? Uh, um, I don't she, uh, she ends up pinning Lila down and then uses magic to take her form. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. So she shapes. Yeah. She, she, okay. she shape shifts. She shape shifts into into Lila. Yeah. And so that she can trick Cal when Cal comes in. Yeah. And Cal comes. Cal comes in, and she knows it. He knows he, it he, isn't he, Lila. He walks in and automatically he knows it's not her. Stabs her. Stabs her. She's yeah. dead. And she gone. She turned to stone and shatters. What I was confused. Well, by she here. turns to stone, and he did this with both Athos and her. Yeah, is they turned to stone when they died, and so he shattered the stone just in case that there would mm. ever be a spell to bring them back. Yeah, it's yeah. For once, smart thinking from Kel. Yeah, it's almost like he had a plan. Right. Yeah. But but Kel, Kel and Lila reunite, and Lila asks how he knew, and he just says he did. And that was where I'm like, is this a Wolverine making out with Mystique in X-Men 2? I, I All of a sudden you just, oh, there's scars. Now I know it's you. I, I, I think we're su- but there's no I think we're supposed like to think that there's like some sort of love connection well, enough I that put, like it's just it, like we love each other now or I had, kind of is do. it the eyes? So we just know I well, from earlier. And see I maybe took, he thought they were in my notes I just have <laughs> and, and see I took part of it too as like Lila would never go right directly up to him. Hmm. Like he comes in the room and Lila goes skipping across the room. Oh Cal, I'm so glad you're here. Lila Lila's not going to do that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, definitely. Who knows? We don't yeah. like each other that much. Yeah, that, that's where, like, really? in, uh, over in a movie, times. an actress would be able to pull that off and, and, yeah. and maybe give us some ideas as to what, what was happening there. Um, but, so, so Kel is overcome by the power of the stone and is pulled inside of himself. The dark magic calls itself Vitari. Right? Which is the word so for magic. Yeah, Antari and Vitari. Uh, so there's uh, a struggle between Kel and the Vitari. Um, and the magic has formed like weird like tendrils around him mm. because and, he was using it so much with Athos. And then Kel finally figures out that he needs to say, as Anase. Yeah, the dispel magic. The dispel yeah. magic, yeah. And shatters all magic? That was my question. We see uh, destroying all yeah. magic or just all the black in the room? I think all, all the well, yeah, definitely at least all the black in him. It's a uh, this chapter, chapter then six is literally just a paragraph describe, describing how all the black zombie guys are destroyed because of the death of Vitari. Yep, nothing. I have boo. Like I, I have a nothing. B with twenty five thousand <laughs> O's after. Okay, only ten. That's legit. We, there's boo. We, we, <laughs> we, we set up. I'm so angry with yes. Them. Yeah. We set up this whole thing with the black magic zombies with the scent with magic having sentience and we're gonna have these black magic beings that are gonna take over the human race and, and they're just gone. Yeah. Every, Oof, done. He just pulls the plug and it's all done. Oof. And yeah. And I'm going. This is the first book of a trilogy. This is. Oh man, you just derailed everything. I I, I don't know. You're not building Vit- towards anything. 
this is something where you would be so, if you if this were part of a role playing game, if this <laughs> were part of an RPG, and you were playing this game, yeah. and the DM and this happened, the DM would flip the table. <laughs> No, no, I had all these black zombies planned. I had everything going on here. I've been working for six months on this black zombie play, and you made it, found this spell online that can all of a sudden just dis dispel Destroy all, all magic. Yeah. No, screw you, we're never playing again. Everybody dies. Yeah. I, yes. But uh, I can also see that happening very easily. Yeah. Because what do we know about black magic right now from this book? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So how are we to say that him doing this isn't affecting everywhere? We never go to black, so we can't see what happens there. Yeah. We never go back That's to the That's because you can't come ones. back. Yeah. Well, exactly. And we don't... <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. Oh. That was good. But we don't know these things. Right. I said, like, and, she, he had uh, cut it off at the source, the only yes. source of black magic. Well, Vitari in yeah. stone. In, and specifically, the stone has caused all these things. Mm -hmm. Because the stone had been split into two. Stone, first up, caused all the black ooze people the first time. It did. No, it's black ooze. I know black, black ooze. ooze. Black ooze people. Caused all the problems. They so, caused all these ooze people in both sets of lines, and now son. you cut the magic oh, off at the source. <laughs> in a sense, think about vampires as a thought here. If you kill the head vampire, what normally happens to all his spawn? Oh, no, no, don't even. What happens? What, well, what, yeah, what, I, what, I hap <laughs> what happens when you kill the queen bug? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What happens when you deliver the, the bomb to the alien planet and they all die? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I understand. Yes, look what happened. Maybe <laughs> I wanted more. This was, this was a second that I was become waiting the speaker for. Of the I'm just saying, I so you I want more. So you want a second book. Got it. No. No. <laughs> no. I, I wanted more from the black zombies other yeah. than just wandering around being black zombies. Yeah. I, I can't believe that actually there wouldn't I, I'm I'm shocked that there isn't more a retaliation against this this is such an obvious pull of the plug and just seems to be just getting out of the storyline at the last minute there is not even I feel like there was a a satisfying fight or build at the end even to get to this point it is literally out of nowhere that he comes up with the I'm pulling the plug on magic and and we get yeah, and we get to the point here, too, where right after this, right after we've done all this, well, um, uh, we never actually get anything about Black... We never get to see all this whole buildup. We don't get to see Black London. We don't get to understand what's on the other side of the door. He stuffs the stone in Holland's pocket, opens a door with Holland's hand, and, like, Holland, like, Holland, like falls <coughs> through the door and goes to Black London. Yeah. Yep. We don't even get, like, a whoosh or, like, a tentacle coming through the door or anything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, boy, yeah, I, 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 I'm not happy at all with the end of this book. It has been a lackluster book the whole way throughout, and then this was just kind of the seal on it all. I'm just like, man. And let me ask you this, too. When he got back to Holland, was Holland dead? I am questioning that right now, looking back in the book, because my notes say... He sends the stone back to black with the still alive body of Holland. Yeah. Why did I write that? Because I th there was something what? in there that what like think that? Still there was something in there like breathing. that he started breathing. Oh, because he came back oh, and goes, oh, I guess there's a pulse. Yeah, I there's guess literally it, still a weak pulse. On I it. guess it really is hard to kill an Antari. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, dude. I have I have Holland is still barely alive so, in my. So after house. we had this nice moment of him bringing Holland's body back to White London, so Holland can be at home and finally be at peace. Oh, sorry, dude, you're still alive. Go to Black London. Happy trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's dead now. Well, he did cause a lot of problems with him, so. Yeah. Uh. yeah there are a bunch. Yeah, all right. So he gone. He's gone. Yeah. 
And they want to go back to red, but they're not sure if it'll work. Yeah. Because in their mind still, they don't know if Lila is oh, Antar right. at that yeah. point. And will this work? And now in a reversal from earlier, he kisses her for luck. Whereas a while back, she yeah, kissed him yeah, for luck. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whoop de doo This yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, chapter two of this final thing. Uh, Kel arrives in Red London, and after a moment of fear, he sees Lila has finally come with him, too, which is good. Mm-hmm. Guards bring them before the king and queen. They explain what happened. You know, it's kind of nice. I mean, I'm and hearing the Disney music starting to swell. Mm-hmm. And here, notice Lila lies about where she's from. So in that case, she's so she not can prepared. stick so around. She has to, there has to be some connection to how they look still the same. Yeah. Going back to my earlier thought there. Yeah, like, red and gray is Red and gray must, must be. The they have to be. Yeah. I mean, there's well, no other. Right. And, and, well, they I'm have assu- to be. I'm kind of thinking they're in the, or, enough, or yeah. enough to where, and I just took it as, okay, we're still in London. Right. There's other. We're, 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 we're in the UK. Think about how, you know, hi, Luxembourg, you still out there? How you'd be able to, like, pick out somebody from another country or a, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, well, uh, um, what was the old, what was the old joke? Oh, no, this is my cousin from Finland. And it's be, be like, well, why is he so weird? Um, I'm from France. <laughs> <laughs> she's a captain. She says she's a captain of a ship. Well, yeah, because yeah. she claims. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the royal family gives her this black ship or whatever. Yeah, it's something, something there. And Rye then, is brought home. He's uh, Kel visits her. Visits him. Um, you know, he Matt he's sorry. Tattoos. He's sorry about everything. Um, then finally, Lila enters the room, and Rye really likes her spunk, so he wonders if he can borrow her. And she threatens to cut off his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, um, I like it. It's a, it's a fairy tale. That's Wizard Bozzy. Last section. Last four, one. They're chatting on the docks. Yeah, they say they're goodbyes. The box again. That test the elements. Fun enough. Here you go. Magic puzzle basement or puzzle box <laughs> is what he gives her. Yeah. Um, here, 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 you can play. You can play with my uh, my magic Chinese checkers here and see if you can move the balls. Yeah. Forced. Phrasing. <laughs> I think it was intentional. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, she's looking out at the ships. That's the one I'm going to steal. Well, yeah, well, yeah. The true pirate she, again. Because she's going to, yeah. We, those pirates. two aren't going to be together right now because they're strong independents here. So we don't have a romantic end to this. It's just kind of a off to adventure well, we end. To, there's still two more books to get. Uh, <laughs> for somebody. For, for not everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we have reached the end. That is, I guess, our Thank our t- God. <laughs> Not that he's our telegraphing half, his review. Halfway curmudgeonly <laughs> thoughts uh, from at least one side of the table here. But let's let's find out exactly uh, what everybody thought. So, final thoughts on a darker shade of magic. Neil, what do you think? All right. Well, if I had given my review after parts one, two, three, four, five, and six, it would be a hard no. Hmm. However, seven started to finally bring it back around for me, where it finally got to an actual moment where stuff actually started happening. Mm -hmm. The world building was done. Finally. Hmm. And at that point, started to roll, and yes, there are problems, as we've commented on. Right. And it's set... For me, it has set up enough stuff for the sequel, and I would like to know what it goes. It is a minor, just past that cutoff line of recommend Hmm. for the fact that there's potential in the sequels. If the first one, or part two, book two, whatever it's called, I don't know, started the exact same way as this one, it'd be flying across the corner and it would be done. (laughs) But right now, I would give it a 
Minor, recommend, Minor. and that's about it. Mm. Not much more. It's not a hard sell like Red Rising. Right. But it's still a small recommend. Interesting. Okay, skipping over Klopp because we know he's saying no. <laughs> uh, Luke. No, no, uh, no. Klopp. No. Hi, kids. <laughs> God, why is it so fun every time? <laughs> I think the least Force-sensitive of you younglings out there will have an idea of where I'm going at this point. They have enough Uh Didn't you say that word? Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. We know. Um, I don't. I, I don't care what happens in the sequels. I don't care. I. I kind of had high hopes for this book. I kind of had high hopes f- for this universe and this series to be a guilty pleasure. I knew this wasn't going to be great literature. I knew this wasn't going to be something that I was going to be recommending right off the bat. Or, you know, hey, you got to read this, guys. I I had high hopes that this was, for me, going to be a, hey, well, I'm going to go into the rest of this universe as a guilty pleasure. I looked at it as something like like the Mercy Thompson novels. The Mercy Thompson novels are a huge guilty pleasure Mm -hmm. of mine. And I can't. I don't care. I don't care... What was going on? The the emo thing got me. The Kel never became the strong protagonist that I wanted him to become. Lila stepped in, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Here is my protagonist that I can get behind. And then it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just I felt that this didn't this this didn't go anywhere for me. I don't care. <laughs> I yeah. I don't care. I was bored by the end. Uh, like I said, I was hoping this was going to be a guilty pleasure. It's not. It's not anything for me. I'm done with this universe. I will never step back into this universe because I honestly am bored and I just don't care. <laughs> so this is a, yeah, read it if you want. Read it if you don't want because I don't care. So you're saying you don't care. Luke. <laughs> that would I be a not recommend. <laughs> I believe a not recommend. I agree. Not, not even a, a not recommend. No, I, I don't have it. I'm not in, I'm not even invested enough in this in this to Dude. give a not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke, how are you? Uh, Let me. How's that throat feeling? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'll try to get this out as short and short and quickly as I can. Um, <clears throat> Sounds like college. <laughs> and I do feel bad for this whole podcast because uh, I think Luke might have been a defender a lot, yeah, and I, we couldn't hear we couldn't hear him because yeah, of his voice. That's all right. Um, it, I, I feel it built it built a world that I enjoyed, mm-hmm. um, and like like I said before, I, I really maybe it's just that it's fantasy that I'm enjoying, and I'm and that's kind of refreshing to me. There's magic involved. I love magic. Um, but this is a this is the world I want to return to, and I will be returning to. Um, I, I, from what I'm guessing, is there's a bit of a a cutoff on age. Mm-hmm. Like if you're mm-hmm. if you're maybe if you're over, I don't know thirty. The hill. The hill. If you're over, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're old like these two, you have some weird aversion to anything that's remotely emo. This is true. <laughs> but you guys are still my friend, and I was. I love Robert Smith. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I like my chemical romance. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and dashboard confessional. I, w- I, w- I would recommend this book, and that's all you're going to get out of this raspy voice, <laughs> Bob. All right. Uh, for me, I did some uh, tooling around on Goodreads and Amazon uh, to see what other people were saying, and this book has tons of hype behind it. Uh, people. 
uh, really love a darker shade of magic. But I do think you're onto something with the whole age thing. Because when I look, Goodreads always has the little picture mm-hmm. of the people you know, a lot of times yep. beside it. Um, and yeah, it, it is like five-star reviews. Uh, but they all seem to be from definitely younger, skewing younger in the demographic. And I'm not saying, you know, I mean, there's definitely older people who like this, younger people who don't like it. You know, we're not, I don't want to paint with broad brush strokes. Um, but I... For me, the, what all the positive reviews a lot of times start off with is this is an amazing universe, right? Four Londons, intimate, interdimensional cloaks, like or whatever, you know. And, and I agree. The world building here, I think, is really cool. And when described, to me, it's like a movie trailer. And if you were to take all of the cool parts of it, flash it in front of your face, you'd go, that's really cool. Yeah, Four Londons, we're moving between. Oh, that's awesome. And then you start watching the movie and you're going, oh, wait, this is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> it doesn't have the budget behind it. If, if Gerard Butler actually gets this movie made like he's trying to. Is he really? Yes. Okay. I, I'll watch the movie. Yeah. I, yes. This might be one that maybe for some audiences may actually translate better as a movie than it does as the book. I, I think that it will translate better as, as a movie than a book. And I, I think I could oh, really this, get this behind it. such cool visuals. I think the visuals would be very cool. I, it needs to have somebody behind it that can get a good vision off. But for me, uh, I'm, I'm like Klob. The world building is really cool. The ideas are really cool. But man, are they half-baked. And everything starts to fall, to, for me, into real uh, just kind of stereotypes and tropes that have been played over and over again. Um, but it is a world that is very unique and cool. But I can't get behind any of these characters. And I just don't care about them. Like you, Klob, there's many times where I was like, oh, man, if I didn't have to do this for a podcast... I'd be out. I'd just be out of this world. I, I didn't. I couldn't get behind these characters. Um, maybe with the exception of Lila. Um, so yeah, m- for me, it would definitely be a, a a not recommend. I would not recommend this book. Um, but give it a try. I guess. I mean, if it sounds intriguing to you, uh, you know, pick it up because our table's divided. Two recommends. Two not recommends. Is that the so, first time that's ever happened? Um, I don't the know. Title has been I don't keep track. Split. I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't know. You was should. That, was that Ender's Game? Was that like that? I think, no, Paul, because Paul's yeah, you like firmly that. behind it. I was, you were, right? Oh, oh God, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, maybe one of the Dragonlands uh, was was that's back when we were doing star reviews. Yeah, so there wouldn't have been a recommend not recommend. And, and speaking of Dragonlands, and by the way, low low stars maybe sometimes for me, but I still would recommend all the Dragonlance novels. So this would be falling under Dragonlance for me. Mm-hmm. This book. And by all means, folks. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Talk to us about, or hit us up on whatever the other thing that Luke does. Twitter. Oh, is it just no? Vero? The the, oh, Vero. the, the yeah, Vero. Yeah, non-Facebook Vero. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Vero. Um, we're moving on from this universe. Thank goodness. Woo! Um, but yes. no, we're moving on from this universe. Our next podcast, um, when we get into. Later July here is time of the twins. We're going back to Weiss and Hicksman. We're going back, Hicksman. Hickman. <laughs> um, we're going. We're going back to Crin. We're going back to Raceland and Caramon. And oh, we're going I'm home, in, guys. We're going back to Crin. I'm excited. I'm right now. I'm about 60, 70 pages into the Time of Twins. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that's going on. What's happened to those characters since we last left them? Yeah. 
I'm excited about it. Oh, I, re- I can't I wait re- to talk about it. I yeah. really like what's going on here. I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited to get into the rest of the book for The Summer of Lands uh, 2, Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, so by all means, hit us up on Facebook if you want to talk about time, or in Twitter if you want to talk about Time of Twins, if you want to talk about Darker Shade of Magic, if you want to tell us if we're right, if you want to tell us if we're wrong, if you want to we're go... We're narrow-minded in. old farts who don't get this book. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not call <laughs> two all of us, us old Two of us. If you want, if you want to go into that, you know, extended universe, kind of like Paul kept doing with us when we did Ender's Game. If you want to yeah. you know, explain something that, well, in the next book, this actually makes sense. Yeah. By all means, if you've read the trilogy, let us know. Yeah. Happens. By all means, hit us up. Talk to us. Uh, we'd love to talk about you. We'd love to talk with you on Tavern Talk. We'd love to get keep going. Uh, we hope everybody's enjoying their summers or winters or wherever you happen to be <laughs> on the planet right now for your season. All right. And. I think that it just might be time to have our last drink here and get out of here. Yeah, definitely. I guess uh, for the final time, I'm going to buy one. Then I'm taking a break. Good, because I won't take it next time either. Because the chair is warmed up. I want want you to go up to Baron's replacement, and I want you to give me that bottle off the top shelf then if this is the last one you're going to buy for a while. I I can do that. Hey, Neil, I don't know if you noticed, but there's kind of an androgynous guy with a black eye. That's fine. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, dungeonsanddweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at DungeonsAndDweebs.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, RoyaltyFreeKings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production. Copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the expressed written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. All right, well, we're back, and I think we've fully lubed Luke's throat. No. <laughs> hey, I've always taken another cut on that one. <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> oh, you want to do it again? No, let's just leave it. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are for part two. Uh, we don't have... Uh, oh, shit. Tavern Talk. Shit. Oh, we're in Tavern Talk right now. Hold yeah. on. This, I don't yes. have a drink. Okay, so you're going to have to do it again. Anyway. Now I have to do it oh, again. Have to do it oh, again. Okay, now I have to do it again.